Hello, Queen. Today, I will be sharing part two of my most recent plight, which is my cancer survival journey. I'm so glad that you were able to join me today, and we're going to get right into it. This is the Queen Over Queen podcast with Tybet Brown, where we glow by understanding our true identity as the fearfully and wonderfully created queens we really are. Did you know that there are two queens out here in these streets? The queen with an E-E and the Q-U-E-A-N. Now you and I both know that there can only be one, right? Exactly. (laughs) This podcast was created with your beautiful self in mind. So grab your favorite journal and pen and let's get to choosing our vows wisely. I am your host, Tybet Brown, and welcome to the Queen Over Queen podcast. Welcome to episode five of the Queen Over Queen podcast. I'm Tybet Brown, and I'm so glad that you chose to tune in to today's podcast. I am going to get right into part two of this podcast titled Stay the Course. So if you remember, before I closed out part one of this um, Stay the Course episode, I had talked about when I was in the hospital for my, or I had went to the hospital for a second opinion and um, the Lord had given me that scripture, Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven, um, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That was the scripture he gave me. And I thought, based on that scripture he gave me, as an answer to some questions I had asked him specifically about getting a double mastectomy, I thought that meant that I wouldn't have to get the surgery. Um, But when I got there, the second opinion, they came back and confirmed what the first doctor had said. And so... I was quite devastated um, to hear that news, but the Lord gave me peace. He gave me peace, and it was definitely beyond anything that I could, that I understood. I mean, when you think about anything that you're going through that just seems so devastating, and then at the same time experience, you know, a comfort that is um that runs so deep there there is no real way to understand that that's a peace that only God can give and that's what he gave me that day so with that i i want to i want you to write this down which would be the fifth thing um god will answer just not always in the way that you think he will. And that's exactly what he said to me that day in the hospital. So with that, I was reminded to stay the course. And so I went forth with the surgery and I will tell you that God had placed me in the best care 
his ordained care was the best care throughout this process. And I couldn't be more grateful. Afterwards, I was told that I would have to do radiation. And by this time, I had a strong response again of no. But this time, I also, you know, along with that no, I had the understanding that I am to acknowledge the Lord and see what his plan for me was. And his answer remained to stay the course. So I went through with radiation and I wasn't happy about the radiation process, but nevertheless, I went through with it. And the testimony I have from my experience with radiation is that I literally look nothing like I went through when I went back for my, um, post radiation checkup, the doctor was astonished at how well my skin had healed from the radiation burns There was no evidence of me going through radiation, according to him. And the only thing that I can say to that is to God be the glory, because going through that process was very hard for me. And it was more so just hard mentally, emotionally. Um, Of course, physically, I was tired. I was fatigued all the time. So it was just really hard to go through. And I didn't want to go through it. When I came out on the other side of it and I could literally see where some of the things they tell you about radiation is that, you know, there would be a permanent burn or um, permanent discoloration. I'm not experiencing any of that. I'm and I'm so very grateful. I'm very grateful. Um, I did go in expecting, you know, whatever the side effects would be. It's just what they will be. I, of course, prayed and declared, you know, God's grace, his mercy. And I always kept the mindset that God is up to his good work. And that's what I continue to say, even as I am continuing through the infusions that I currently get. And um, as I expressed, um, I think it was two episodes ago, that, you know, I was dealing with this cough that had, you know, caused me to have, um, or this breathing issue that caused me to have like these severe coughing fits. That wasn't COVID, but basically a side effect to the medication. So I, through all of that, I just want to say to God be the glory because he literally, again, kills a thousand birds with one stone. That's just how amazing he is. One thing I wanted to point out throughout all of this was that when I asked the Lord if he would just heal me, now this was before surgery, his answer to me was self-esteem. Like that's how he answered me. And I'm like, well, what what, what in the world do you mean by self-esteem? And he said that many times we ask him to work out a situation or problem that we're dealing with. And he says, yes, I, I will work it out. And we're like, okay, but then we take it back out of his hands and we apply our plan B and our, our plan A, our plan B to it. We work on it, you know, our, our way. Remember <laughs> in the last episode, I was talking about rationalization, speculation and process of elimination. 
Yeah, those things. And we take the result of those things and we, whatever we come up with, that's what we apply to the situation. And then when it doesn't work out the way we planned it, we then turn and charge God falsely as if it was his fault. You know, as a result, we just think he doesn't care about us. After that, you know, that what's important to us is not important to him, that he can't relate to our hurt and he can't relate to our pain, that our suffering isn't relevant enough for him to give his attention to. You know, we're spoiled brats, so he doesn't really want to be bothered with us. And or because we don't talk to him, he's not talking to us. All of that (laughs) tit for tat and petty punishing type of rationalization that we do. That's literally all that is. is just low self-worth and low self-esteem. And that comes as a result of us charging God falsely. We really didn't let him handle it. That's what he meant by that. He said, as a result, it leaves us with low self-worth or esteem because then the enemy comes in and just confirms all of these negative thoughts and reasons we give as to why things just didn't work out or things just don't work out for us. When the father just wants us to ask him and then let him work it out while we just walk out the process. So with that being said, I want you to write this down. Don't charge your disobedience or insecurities to God. Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the thoughts I have towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Our end is set. The victory is set. Yahweh has already mapped out the terms, the plan, and the process. It's literally just for us to walk it out. I really think, I, you know, I'm I'm going to jump back to the self-esteem situation because I really think that it's very important that we really accept the Lord's terms. It's not easy, especially if you consider yourself an independent woman <laughs> and you're so used to taking care of things on your own. You're so used to having to handle stuff on your own. It's It's embedded in a lot of us to just handle it ourselves and turning it over and trusting someone else to take it and and fix it or work it out or help us navigate through it is not easy to do. It's not always easy to do. The sovereignty and the wisdom of the Father basically is displayed when we allow him to work the issues out, work the situations out the way that he desires to do it. And we agree to his terms as to how he wants to do it. So then when that comes through and you can see where it works, it it literally worked out and without your interference, that builds our confidence in our father that increases our faith. And the next plight is not so hard to hand over to him. So our esteem then is no longer ourself upon ourself. Our esteem is in him. And we're no longer depending on ourselves to do something that only the Lord can do. Listen, I love journals. And between you and me, I could never have too many. 
there's always an opportunity to use one for writing, for note taking, to do lists, vision planning, gift giving, you name it. And Tidy Bee's Journal makes all of these things fun and easy to do. Tidy Bee's Journals are affordable, they're functional, they make great gifts, and they're available in a variety of designs. Now, if you have Amazon Prime, you can get these journals in a couple of days or so with their free two-day shipping. Talk about a last-minute gift-giving lifesaver, right? To get these journals, you can simply visit tybeebee.com. That's T-Y-B-E-E-B.com. Or you can go to amazon.com and put my name, Tybet Brown. That's T-Y-B-E-T-T-E Brown in the search bar and it will take you right to my page. So go ahead on over and grab you a Tyvee Bee Journal today. And if you get a chance, check out our newly released wellness journal. I think you're going to love it. Now, back to the podcast. Don't charge your disobedience or insecurities to God. One of the last things the father said to me while I was in the thick of this part of my healing journey is use your voice. And that's how I got here (laughs) speaking to you today. And I, I mentioned in the very first episode that the Lord gave me this vision for this podcast in 2019, but I had no clue that I would, what I would be going through before I even got here to launching the podcast. That's the last thing I want to say to you. Number seven, write this down. Use your voice and do it however he says to do it. Ask him and he'll give you the clarity. He'll give you the direction. And here's some added motivation for those. (laughs) Here's some added motivation for those of you that want to keep quiet like I did. (laughs) I wanted to keep quiet Esther chapter 4, verse 14. I'm going to read this, but I'm going to read it in the Amplified Version. Mordecai said to Esther, for if you remain silent at this time, liberation and rescue will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish, since you did not help when you had the chance. And who knows whether you have attained royalty for such a time as this and for this very purpose. Now listen, Queen Esther was in a whole situation. She was pulled out of her comfort, her place of comfort. She was put in the midst of all of these other young, beautiful women and the Lord had given her favor and caused her to stand out amongst her peers and she was chosen to be queen. And then there was this charge put out or this decree put out that her people would be destroyed, that they would be annihilated. Esther's cousin, Mordecai, that had taken care of her, he literally approached her in mourning, like, they're about to kill us all, and we need you to do something about that, like, say something to the king. And Esther was like, what What do you mean? I, he hasn't called for me, and he hasn't given, like, this golden scepter. Like, he hasn't put that thing out for me. 
You know, he hasn't summoned me. So if I go and he doesn't put out the golden scepter to accept me, then I would perish. Like, they're going to kill me. And that's when Mordecai said this to her. Like, if you remain silent, liberation and rescue will arise for the Jews from another place and you and your father's house will perish. That really hit me because I didn't even um, connect my uh, story with the story of Esther until the like the very moment of just sitting and writing I was writing and the Lord was just saying to me like what are you waiting for what are you waiting for and as he was ministering to me about you know looking for like this situation some situation to be perfect or things to be lined up just so or just right before I move forward and and talk about my my plight or talk about my journey or my situation, that's when I ran across this scripture. I remembered this scripture. It came back to mind of where Mordecai said this to Esther. And that's what the Lord was saying to me. And I want to share that with you. What is the golden scepter that you're waiting for before you actually step out and do what Yahweh told you to do? I mean, who wants to be that guy? <laughs> <laughs> to literally be pregnant with this vision, to have this seed planted in us, some of us, you know, realizing it from the time that we were very young and then others of us, you know, realizing it later in life, but still just it being revealed and this burning and this passion and this, all of this going on, all of the confirmations that we receive that says, yes, this is what the Lord would have for us to do or the Lord would have for me to do only to be like, but Lord, they don't need this. But Lord, they're not asking for this. But Lord, nobody's going to listen. But Lord, it's not popular. And then to turn around and literally watch somebody else birth that vision exactly the way the Lord gave to you, when I tell you that would have to be the worst feeling, that would be worse than just sitting on your gift. Whew, I, could, I couldn't imagine. It takes me back to the thought of Lucifer again, where there is a part in Ezekiel chapter 28 where the Lord, when he was talking to him about like, I made you like this, and this is how I formed you. Like, you you had everything that you needed. Even after he was cast away from the mountain of God as profane, even though, like, that was his, that was his punishment, that was his judgment, the Lord said to him, thou art, thou art. Like, you still are that cherub that I created. There's nothing worse. I mean, the pain, the agony, the humiliation of being cast out of a space that you were born to be in, that you were created to be in. So for you to to be in a space where you you were created to do, you were built, you were wired to do what God created you to do, and then you decide not to do it and and then you're just like in another space doing something totally different. I mean, I don't even know, you know, I don't know. It's like a natural born baker and they, you know, they throw her in 
the circus or something, like, tame these cats. I don't know. I mean, can you imagine just, it's like just being out of pocket all the time, like, your whole life. Like, that's that's got to be a horrible, horrible feeling. So to choose that would really bring, that would really, that would really bring destruction, honestly, upon your own house. Like, it's, it's not worth it. Just use your voice, walk out your call, and of course, acknowledge God in all of these things. Do what he says do and and let let us all be happy because we, we're all doing what the Lord says to do, okay? Let that be your encouragement for today. Basically, after all of that rambling, listen, use your voice. It's very, very important to use your voice and use it to the glory of God and consult him as to how he would want you to do it because it's just not worth it going the other way, going the other route or choosing that route of silence or even in Esther's case, waiting for someone to hand this golden scepter to say, now you may come, now you may speak. When God literally gave her everything and set up her whole life scenario, that whole chapter of her life, that whole season of her life, just for that one moment to go before the king on behalf of her people. And um, I think that is is very, very profound. And so there is a scripture in Psalm 119, it's verse 74, and it says, They that fear thee will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in thy word. And that's one of the things I want my life and testimony to consist of when people see me. I want them to feel glad. Not and it's not because of me. They're glad when they see me because number one, they they fear the Lord and because also I have hoped in the word of the Lord. That's an amazing testimony to have. I pray that you found some encouragement from me sharing a part of my life's journey with you. I'm just grateful to be able to share Honestly, there's so many that have went through this journey of a cancer diagnosis and they did not get to share, you know, their testimony or to share their journey. So I do not take it lightly and I consider it a blessing and I consider it an honor. And I just, I pray for those of you who are dealing with a cancer diagnosis or have a loved one or someone that you know that you're concerned about that's dealing with this diagnosis. And I pray healing. I declare healing for you. I declare healing for them. I declare that you will walk out this journey. I declare that you will have peace, that you will have comfort, that you will talk to God directly, that you will be honest with him, ask him all of the questions. You know, God, he, I'm going to say it again, like he can handle it. He can handle it, queen. He can handle it. There's nothing that's too hard for him to handle. He's not going to turn a deaf ear. He's not going to turn a blind eye as it pertains to you. He loves you. He loves you. And I just want you to be encouraged. I want you to take it one day at a time. I want you to continue to not think outcome because according to Jeremiah 29, 11, your outcome is set. So you let God handle the outcome. You just walk out the journey 
and I am here with you in prayer. I'm here with you in intercession. I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying with you. I'm rejoicing with you. And I want you to know that it's going to be okay. You're not alone in this. The mercy and the grace of God is just beyond amazing. With that, let me just say that you are amazing as well, Queen, and you may not see the beauty of your story right now. You may not see the beauty of your plight, but there is definitely beauty there. So hold on because Yahweh has a strategic plan for your life. Your responsibility is to just walk it out and let him handle the heavy work. You've got this because God's got you. So pick up your crown, straighten it up, sharpen that sword, and polish those pearls, and let's go. I love you, queen. And as I always say, and I really do mean this, you are the answer to my prayer. Until next time, choose your vows wisely. I'll talk to you later. You have been listening to the Queen Over Queen podcast with Tyvette Brown. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, give us a rating and your feedback, please. We'd love to hear from you. You can follow us at consciousqueen.me on Instagram and make sure you visit our website, consciousqueen.me to grab this month's freebie from one queen to another and to shop in our Conscious Queen boutique. Now, until the next time we chat it up right here, Queen, choose your vows wisely. I'll see you later.